I, I need a rubber band. I need a bobby pin. I need a shoelace. And I need a uh, wooden nickel. I could fart into a mic for a whole 45 minutes. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that doesn't think you're ready for this jelly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yo. I don't think you're ready for this I know jelly. That song, Jelly. Bootalicious. Yeah, Jelly. I just. Bootalicious for you, baby. I'd never thought of an ass as having jelly. Whenever I think of jelly, I don't think of like jiggly jello. I think of jelly. Like that you're spreading on with peanut butter. Jelly is different than jello. They're different consistencies. Am I missing something? Is uh, just thinking you're ready shaking it and jiggling it for you, and you're not ready for it. And and she's describing her ass as jelly. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of weird. I feel like you could think of better things. I think it's a little more than kind of weird, but yet it works. But it it, it sounds good in the song. Yeah, um, I don't think you're ready for this blank. What would be a better word? Ass. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this ass. No, it doesn't work. Bottom. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this bottom. <laughs> G-rated. How about just booty? I don't think you're ready for this booty. And then I guess it's too suggestive. I don't know. It's already very suggestive. I know, but... She doesn't openly say butt or anything really related to it besides bootylicious. What if she is talking about, like, um, sandwich condiments? Like, yeah, you're right. I'm not hungry. My recipe's great. (laughs) I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for a jelly on my toast. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of full right now, Beyonce. You're you're correct. I'm not ready for the jelly. If she told you to eat jelly toast, you would eat it. You know what? <laughs> you, I, I would too. You, at like 10 years old, used to have the she biggest my crush, celebrity crush on Beyonce. I did. Oh, man. You would get mad at us when we point her out on TV and pretend I, like you yeah, didn't like her. Yeah, y'all mess with me. <laughs> no one can get mad at me for that because everybody has a crush on Beyonce. Dude, Bay's hot. Yeah. Right. I think she's nice too. Do you think she's be one of those she people that's like nice? She seems like she'd be nice. Like she, she has a nice smile. It's a, she just looks nice. Like in Austin Powers. She was in the third Austin Powers. And I just, I liked her character in that. I did too. Foxy Cleopatra, I, I think is who she was. Yeah. And the fact that she would be in an Austin Powers movie just makes me think. It automatically shows something about exactly. you. Exactly. And and she was in Pink Panther too. Uh, that's where I was going to go. That's, mm-hmm. I think, when I first saw her. Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was. She was singing and dancing. And, yeah. And you were like, Daddy, something's happening to my pants. They're getting tighter. I don't think at that age you would get much much tighter. <laughs> <laughs> There's something in there. <laughs> What's happening, Daddy? Well, anyway, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, having a conversation, and more importantly, spending that quality father and son time together with Beyonce. Oh, Yeah. Episode 36. Wow. We are 964 away from 1,000. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's one way to put it. I'm a futurist, Jack. And uh, in just 19 short years, we could reach that goal. Man, wow. Can you, imagine, you really did your, your research. Can you imagine me being 79 years old and doing movie mugging? No, I was hoping you'd be gone before then. Well, you better imagine it because I'm going to be sitting in this chair right here. <laughs> Probably be a wheelchair, but I'll be sitting in a chair right here <laughs> doing movie mugging, continuing it. You'll get one of those uh, 
lifter chair things. It's like an elevator. To get up the stairs? <laughs> You're not going to carry me? No. I, are you going to be one of those old and frail old guys, or are you going to be a fat old guy? I'm counting on frail, I think. So you should be able to what get me up the stairs. What if I dropped you? <laughs> Break my hip? <laughs> I don't don't drop yeah. me, man. Break both your hips? No, don't drop Just me. shatter them? You'll be 38. <sighs> and still living here more than likely. <laughs> Gross. <sighs> I hope I'm not living here at 38. I hope you're not living here at 38 also. I hope you're not living here at 28. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're not living here at... 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're welcome to stay here. It makes it easier to do the episodes when you're just in the other room. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I got everything set up. I'm ready. Come in and watch the movie. Do your shit and leave. It's the only reason I still live here, I guess. Is it? The only reason y'all haven't kicked me out. Realistically, 19 years. I think we can do it. Yeah, then I guess we'll be the podcasting giant. Probably. <laughs> we will outlast probably every other podcast if we're still doing this in 19 years. Yeah, I guess so. Probably. I think I'll sound different without my teeth. That'll that'll be interesting. <laughs> you may have to do more of the talking and just wake me up when it's my turn. Just poke me with a stick. Yeah. What? <laughs> what do you want? You'll fall asleep at the beginning of the movie and not wake up and I'll wheel you over to your desk put your earbuds in for you because your arthritis is just killing your hands yeah. you won't be able to do anything and i'll totally forget about the movie right after we watch it <laughs> and then i'll just ramble on about the year 2000 <laughs> lobby time with vince and jack dad we already watched that movie <laughs> we already went through it oh well, it's something to shoot for yeah i guess let's go for it i don't really want to <laughs> All right, guys, you know what time it is. It's Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be talking about, but it's still important enough to warrant some airtime. <laughs> That's a long sentence to say it without is. taking a break in the middle. So One I thought, breath. you know what? I'm just going to take a break this time. Yeah, okay. Fair so enough. I was um, not really doing research, but whenever I update our website with the movies we do, I always look up the actors who are in them so I can kind of put it on. And I came across the Borat information, and I noticed there were like five writers of <laughs> Borat. I always just thought it was a Sasha Baron Cohen thing where he created it and wrote mm -hmm. the whole thing. But lo and behold, one of the writers was Todd Phillips. None other than None, the... Yeah, Todd Phillips of Joker fame. And then we later found out The Hangover and Old School. Now Borat. Yeah. I mean, what? It's, <laughs> he's the jack of all trades. And you know what? What a kick-ass job that would be. Like, I wonder if you get, like, writing credit if you just sit down and, like, give ideas. Like, if you're just sitting at the table with five other people and you guys, we already have the story idea. Mm -hmm. Now let's get all the filler, all the different things that Borat's going to do. I think that's something you'd be good at. That would be nice because I don't want to actually write the shit. Well, I, I want to spew the shit. You can't write anyway, so it'd be <laughs> it'd be tough anyway. I never learned how to write. Right, he didn't, so. Or uh, read, really. Again, yeah. It, this is... This is how he's hoping to make his living. I've I've told him Sorry. that it's not going to happen, but, you know, he's counting on it. So, you know, we don't have a Patreon or anything, but if you want to reach out to us, I'm sure we could give send you Send us a nice email like instead. Yeah, just a nice email, just wishing well for Jack <laughs> and his low abilities. No, but I, I do. I, I think that'd be a good job for you. I think I could see you being the type of person who you could just interject things and it would end up on the screen. 
Also, I know you only came here for one movie, but I'm going to give you a little bit of information on two other movies. The other night, um, you were at work, and I was flipping channels, and I came across Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to check this out, and I sat down to watch it, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a piece of shit. <laughs> it, yeah. It was terrible, man. The, That's how they're going. The acting was awful. The script was awful. It had the Verizon guy in there, which is awful. It just... It, what about the Sprint guy? <laughs> Did the Verizon guy get eaten? No, I think he lived. But I don't know why they can't get Godzilla right. They've tried and tried and tried, and it just sucks every time. Yeah. I was so excited when they started putting out Godzilla movies later on, thinking, mm-hmm. dude, with the technology they have now, these are going to be awesome. They can't fucking get it right. They just got the rest of the formula wrong. Because I saw the one with Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. and all the effects in that movie were cool. Yeah. But it it was okay. The first one with Matthew Broderick was crap. I never saw that. And so this this last one that had uh, the Verizon guy, it had Ice Cube's son in it, too. And it had Millie Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. <sighs> The monsters look cool, all except for Godzilla. They still look. Make Godzilla's head the right size. <laughs> it's like tiny compared to his body. That's not what Godzilla looks like. He's got a big head. Yeah, because I I just thought of it, and I'm imagining the old school versus the new school. Mm-hmm. What he's looked like recently in my head, and it's way different. You don't improve on greatness. It is what it is. Leave it alone. <laughs> call it something else. Don't call it Godzilla if you're not going to make it look just like Godzilla. Yeah, true. I don't know. Don't tarnish the name. <sighs> anyway. The king of the monsters. Hollywood, just stop it. If you can't get it right, just stop. Also, last night, we went out to eat, and when we came home, we watched a couple movies. We watched uh, Rampage. Yeah. With The Rock. Yeah, and I was kind of halfway on my phone. It was. It had some entertaining. It was entertaining. But then after that was over, I got to flipping around, and we caught the first of MacGruber. And I never would have thought that I would have enjoyed it, but... We laughed out loud a lot. <laughs> it was it was very funny. So if you don't know what MacGruber is, in the 80s, there was a show called MacGyver. And this guy was like a genius. He could build anything out of anything. So if, if, they, if, if he was in a pickle, he would say, I, I, I need a rubber band. I need a bobby pin. I need a shoelace. And I need a uh, wooden nickel. And then he what would like nickel? I mean, just, or, it was going to be like, oh, I got one. He would just he, he would <laughs> he would ask for random things. And then he would either build a bomb or something that would be to a key. Use a bomb. I mean, it, it was it was ridiculous, but it worked back then because everything worked back in the 80s. There was just some ridiculous shit that people laid up. And so Saturday Night Live, Will Forte brought back MacGruber <laughs> and basically making fun of him. MacGruber, we only have 30 seconds till this bomb goes off. And he would just say ridiculous things. He would ask for ridiculous things. And then, of course, the bomb always went off and they blew up. But I thought, I mean, come on, a movie about it. Dude, it was funny. It was really funny. It was really, really funny. He had some cool methods in there. Yeah, so he doesn't use a gun. (laughs) Yeah, because he just says it like it's his shtick. But later on, it it comes out that he's never used one before and doesn't know how. Uh, (laughs) So him and his buddy are trying to infiltrate this enemy base, and there's like four of the enemies out there with guns, and MacGruber has an idea, and his buddy's like, they're going to kill you. It just <laughs> cuts to him fully naked, a hand on his dick as to, for it to not show, in a like a big celery stick, the one that still has like the tree <laughs> ranches and shit on it. 
is sticking out of his butthole and he's dancing and jumping around and they're what the fuck look at him while his buddy shoots him it was a diversionary tactic <laughs> it was to distract them and yeah just <laughs> just it was not ready for that we, we, we got caught off guard a couple times oh there were some funny sex scenes yeah in it. and he kept threatening things like i'm gonna rip your throat out but he would never do what he said he's he gonna get do fucked up until the end he started ripping people's throats out and blood was going everywhere. Yeah, like just ripping like, their the skin fuck? off and their jugular. Yeah. And their their sex scene, the first one. Oh, yeah. It seemed kind of like it made fun <laughs> of uh, Top Gun. A little bit, yeah. Because they were like, the lady, Kristen Wiig was his love interest. So funny. And she was like touching his belly button and all this stuff. <laughs> and yep. it kind of made me think like they were going for the weird body part check. So mm-hmm. for them, it was belly button. For Top Gun, it was chin. And then weird thing you do to it, check of fucking rubbing his belly button, digging for lint and licking the chin. But but they close tr- enough. But they tried to make it sensual, like with music, and then all of a sudden it cuts to not that. Uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> he moaned a lot, oh. and uh, like even after he he finished, he was still going. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Perfectly spaced oh. out to where you would think it was done before the next one came. And and she was a virgin, so she'd never done it before. And so he's talking dirty as he's as he's doing her, and he's saying things like, I'm gonna fill you up. And then she's like, I'm gonna fill you up. I'm gonna fill you up. And he's like, just shut, let me do the talking. <laughs> yeah, stop it. That's a funny movie. It was a funny movie. Check I, it out for it's sure. It's so much better than Godzilla King of Monsters. So guys, you come here for one movie. We just we just gave you two. The third one is on its way. Um, so let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room and I will unveil today's movie. Okay. All right, Jack, today's movie came out in 2020. Wow. Okay. It is rated R and it is one hour and 55 minutes. The Mormon mothers, I'm sure have things to say about it, but I will go over those when we get back. Okay. Because we are going to see the gentleman. Ooh. Okay. We saw the previews. Looks kick ass. It does. So I wanted to be nice because we go to movies sometimes or we watch movies and we don't include your mother. So why would we? (laughs) Are you and KFI inviter to this? And I don't really have a choice. No, you don't. All right. Let's, uh, let's give her a call. Fucking screening her calls. Hello. Hi, uh, Olivia. Hey, yeah. Hey, this is Vincent Jack from Movie Mug, and how are you? <laughs> I'm just fine. Well, good. good. Hey, you're live on the show right now. Um, okay, great. We, uh, we're going to actually go see a movie today instead of sit here on the big blue couch and watch it, and thought it might be nice to invite you and see if you're interested in going. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. What's the movie? Uh, it's called The Gentleman. It uh, just came out. Okay, I don't know anything about it. Um, it's got uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, and- yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I thought your boy was Bradley Cooper. I mean, you know, six one way, half dozen the other. <laughs> wow. I mean, she does have good taste in men. Obviously, I'm oh. kind of a <laughs> you're a mix between the two with a little bit of Ryan Reynolds. I'm I'm a hybrid of the three of them. Definitely, definitely. I've been told that many times. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Okay, so uh, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and make us some lunch, and then after we're done eating, we can uh, we can head on out. <laughs> that sounds yeah, good. good. 
Good luck with that. We'll let you come along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, bye. Okay. You ready to go? Yeah, ready. Right, let's go eat some lunch, and then we will go see the gentleman. Hopefully your sandwiches are good. Yeah. All right. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we're back after watching 2020s The Gentleman. Or 2020s. Yeah. How are we going to do it this decade? Uh, let's just do a poll on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You take over our Twitter for a little bit and you put that poll out there. <laughs> I don't even tweet myself. Regardless, it's been this year and it is uh, The Gentleman starring Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Uh, and Hugh Grant, who has not been around for a while that I've seen. He used to be like this dreamy English rom-com kind of guy. But oh, very dreamy. Mm-hmm. And before we go any further, this is a brand new movie. We do not hold back. There will be spoilers in this, as there's spoilers in all our movies. So know that before Heads you up. go any. Yeah, before you go any further. We also do how to do the Mormon mothers. Oh yeah, and let me go ahead and tell you what the Mormon mothers had to say about this movie. Um, twenty-four uses of cunt, which I noticed <laughs> there was a lot of cunt. Yeah, I thought it was more than that. One hundred fifty uses of fuck and its variations, like motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And also, there was a woman consensually grabbing a man's crotch on the screen, too. Not just your mother sitting next to me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. And some crude references and jokes. Great. Yeah. All right. So this was directed by Guy Ritchie, who actually does a couple of movies that I love and that are on my list. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch. And I know you've heard me talk about both before. Snatch is the only one. All right. Let me give it the 50 Cent Tour. Which is not easy because Guy Ritchie is Guy Ritchie and his movies are kind of feel like they're all over the place and there's always a whole bunch of different things going on yeah. and then they <laughs> all kind of come together in the end sometimes, sometimes not so much. This one, you got Matthew McConaughey, who is a marijuana drug kingpin. And for some reason, he's moved over to England and he's ready to get out of the business. He's trying to sell his business to somebody. And then all these other people get involved. They're wanting to take over. And the guy he's trying to sell his business to is trying to fuck him over. And there's a lot of cool characters, as there often are in Guy Ritchie movies. But that's, that's about as good as I can do for a Guy Ritchie 50 Cent tour of The Gentleman. I'm not sure I've actually seen another Guy Ritchie film before this. Um, I don't... Maybe. So, <laughs> Guy Ritchie... Memento? No, he did not do Memento. <laughs> but Guy Ritchie... I'm I'm just going to say it, and I don't think it's a secret. I, he wants to be Tarantino. Okay. And his movies are somewhat Tarantino-esque in a way. And, and like I said, all. I really enjoyed Snatch. I really enjoyed Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. They have those kind of qualities. But the last movie he did before this was the live-action Aladdin with Will Smith. So it's kind of... Okay. It's like, Guy yeah. Ritchie, who are you? What is it that you're wanting to do? I, I just, that's weird, man. And it's, I don't, it's ridiculous that they're doing live action versions. Just more money grabs from Disney. Yep. Let's see what uh, the internet has to say about the gentleman. All right. This is from our good friends over at IMDb. Mickey Pearson, who's played by Matthew McConaughey, is an American expatriate who became rich by building a marijuana empire in London. When word gets out that he's looking to cash out of the business, it soon triggers an array of plots and schemes from those who want his fortune. I know that you didn't love it. Just by the way I look. It started <laughs> slow. I like a movie to just suck you in right off the bat. Yeah. This didn't do it. I and mean, it doesn't have to start out with guns blazing action. 
but it has to start out with something at least 10% interesting. Give me a hook. You know, give me give me a hook. Give me something to be excited about. But this started Not out some bullshit. This started out basically with Hugh Grant like telling a story. He was kind of like the narrator of this story. And he was a te- like a terribly unlikable character in this movie. Yeah, he played a guy named Fletcher. I think his character for the most part was unnecessary. This could have been a really kick-ass movie without that, but I think Guy Ritchie out Guy Ritchie himself on this movie. <laughs> he tends to make his movies a little hard to follow for a while and this one was pretty hard to follow. I don't want to have to think that much when I'm watching a movie. <laughs> and and if I feel like I'm getting lost a little bit, then I'm kind of frustrated. I'm like, well, if I'm not going to be able to understand the rest of the movie if if I'm already lost at the beginning. If I get frustrated that I'm lost, I miss even more. Yeah. And yeah. then get even loster. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a slow start, and, and there were a lot of different characters, and I loved some of the characters. Matthew yeah. McConaughey's character was badass. Badass. But his second in command, Ray, Ray, he was really cool too. Like the biggest badasses of any movies are the second in command because the first guy, he's like, he doesn't get his hands dirty yeah. as much. It, n- number two is the muscle. Number two is the one who gets shit done. And I fucking loved Ray in this. Yeah, I he did was too. fucking awesome. And he was casted great as well. Yeah, I, I re- think Matthew McConaughey was too. He was. He really, really was. I, I like him. He's a he's a fun actor. I do not like him in his Lincoln commercials. And uh, if he's in a rom-com, I'm out. But overall, good Texas boy. I like him. There was a scene in this that so reminded me of Pulp Fiction. McConaughey took care of the people where his pot was growing. One of them's daughter was lost on on heroin. And Mm -hmm. the the father said, hey, can you go get her? I know you have resources. So he sent the number two guy, Ray, Ray. with a couple of badasses over to this apartment. Big, brawn, bulky boys. And basically... If you've seen Pulp Fiction, when John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson's characters go into that room with those three guys and uh-huh. he starts eating the big kahuna burger and drinking his Sprite, they're the badasses and the other guys are scared as shit. It was that scene. It was basically Pretty that much. scene. I mean, it yeah. worked and I enjoyed it, but I, I was like, this is a total fucking Pulp Fiction ripoff. <laughs> but again, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. That's who Guy Ritchie wants to be. And well, he fucking will never be him because he's a dumbass. He's not a dumbass. <laughs> Someone stupid made this movie. He was married to Madonna for a while, too, so he, he maybe, got with some Madonna. Maybe he is a dumbass. Yeah, there'd be a lot of baggage being with Madonna, I would think. Yeah. And a lot of guys have been there. A lot of guys. Yeah. I know you don't know who Dennis Rodman is, but mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman was in that for a while. I'm not going anywhere near anything that Dennis Rodman's been in. He just stretch out real bad. I'm telling you. Like, does he have a, a massive dick? I'm guessing he probably does, and it's probably pierced. Oh. I'm not going after him. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be one of those, no. uh, are you in yet? <laughs> yeah. Um, n- no. Throwing a I hot changed- dog down a hallway. Nope. I'm not in. I changed my mind. Just forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said guy who previously was in. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. No, 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 no. Not, not going there. <laughs> and Madonna probably has that wizard sleeve by now anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so Guy Ritchie... He's good, man. I'm telling you, Snatch and Lockstock were good, but again, he... I uh, made two good movies. Wow. Great he, for him. Well, I haven't seen Aladdin yet. It could be good. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even seen the original one. I haven't either, so... There were some kick-ass scenes in this. Mm-hmm. At one point... So Matthew McConaughey, he, he has these underground places where he grows his weed all over the place. He has 12 of them. 
And the guy who was going to buy all this for him is double crossing him to bring the price down. Yeah. And he tells somebody and they send these guys over to rob it. And it's all these teenagers and they're all dressed in these, they're like kind of like kick-ass, like multicolored plaid checkered. Like, like jumpsuits. They're track suits. They're long sleeve with long pants and they were cloth and like padded and they were really nice and it's. Their leader wore one as well. Yeah, and th- their leader was played by Colin Farrell. Um, I thought I'd recognized him. But he wasn't with them when they went to go rob the weed. So they go down there, and and they're wearing those outfits, and they have GoPros on their heads, mm-hmm. and they got masks on, and somebody catches them, and, the, and they're like, what are you doing here? And they were like, well, we're going to fucking rob you. And and so the, he calls somebody, hey, come in here. And they call, and and all these big badasses are coming in. You're thinking these He's kids. like older guys that work for uh, Matthew McConaughey. And you think these guys are about to get their asses kicked. I thought the kids were going to be like killed. <laughs> yeah, me too. But they beat their ass. They had all these gymnastic karate type moves. Yeah. And then we found out later why they had their GoPros on. They made a fucking kick-ass rap video. Out of them, YouTube video. Yeah, out of them beating ass. And that was one of my favorite parts was that that song and that video. The song was sounded really cool. (laughs) And all the guys, it was like an introduction to all of them. Like all the guys would say something kind of about them. Yep. And then it would cut to them like kicking some ass in their name. Like I said, many months ago, their name slapped onto the screen in kind of a freeze framey fashion. And I. I was very excited when that was happening. That was a really cool part. It didn't last long enough. You know what? There were lots of cool parts, but they did not make up a whole of a cool movie. I can't remember the scene itself. I know it had to do with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, it was the when uh, Dry Eye, the new uh, kid in town, he was young trying to get into the business, Matthew McConaughey's business. And so he meets up with Matthew McConaughey and basically brings one of his henchmen just to watch it and is kind of rude, kind of arrogant about asking for his business and is like, oh, you'll regret not giving it to me or whatever, selling it to me for this massive number, which he must have typed in 12 zeros into that calculator. Yeah. Because he pulled out his iPhone and it didn't let you see the number, but it let you keep hearing the that he was typing. And then McConaughey said, no, not selling it for that amount of money. Yeah. And the guy's like, you know what? You're an old man. This is young man's game. Basically threatening him, saying, if you don't take this, I'm gonna just going to take it from you anyway. Yeah, you, you old man, you decrepit little bitch. And so Matthew McConaughey's like, yeah, that's a big number. This is a big gun. And uh, Dry Eye's like, what? And he shoots him in the dick, shoots his buddy in the head. And then, of course, that stupid bitch character, Fletcher, it go- shoots back to him because basically he's explaining the whole story to Ray and... uh. Nope, that's fake. Yeah. That was one of the coolest scenes. Oh, and, oh, you embellished that, Fletcher. He's like, yeah, I get, I did. Here's how it really happened or whatever. Fuck off. The weird thing about it is Fletcher was telling this story, but he'd also brought a script. Like, he'd written his own script about how this all went, and yeah. he was trying to bribe His storyline was weird. He was bribing Ray for like $20 million or blackmailing, if he didn't get the $20 million, he had all this information. He had all these pictures. He was going to turn in. he's a private eye. Yeah, he's going to turn in Matthew McConaughey's character. And he also had this script, and it's like he wrote a script out and said you could sell this to Hollywood and make more money. It was just really, really weird. So a lot of things they were showing weren't actual things that were happening in the movie. Yeah, it was a very blurred line between what was real and what wasn't for me. 
But when that happened, I felt duped, I felt cheated, and I felt like I wanted to kill Fletcher. <laughs> so I was I was ready for it to end. You know, that's another reason I say that Guy Ritchie out Guy ritchie himself, because he already kind of makes his movies a little hard to follow and a little confusing. But then when you throw in something like that as well, it's a like... A complete, like a lie, on. like a waste of time. Yeah. And that whole stupid Fletcher character in his story should have never happened. I agree. It's, it's like the same thing with Frosty the Snowman in the Rudolph movie. Well, get the fuck out of here. Oh, the one narrator? narrator? <laughs> yeah, we, no movie needs a narrator like that. If the movie needs a narrator, it's going to be like, oh, the main character, but older, talking about, like how in The Sandlot, something like that. Yeah. For that kind of movie. I agree 100%. For this kind of movie, it should just be death and blood and drugs. Mm-hmm. There, there should have been more moments like in Wolf of Wall Street where they're just banging shit down and fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, I mean... Banging shit down and fucking people. I mean, he grew 50 tons of weed in, what was it, a year or something, they said? And he was trying to sell his his weed empire for $400 million. That's all he wanted. He That's just, how fucking big this guy is. He should be doing cool stuff. Yeah, I think he could have sold it for more than that. It was worth <laughs> oh, it. But he yeah. just wanted to get out of it and live a life and maybe have kids yeah. and stuff like that. In the end, the guy who was offering to buy it for $400 million he kind of set all those things up to drive the price down. Mm -hmm. McConaughey figured it out. And there was a good scene there at the end once he figured it out and basically said, you know what? You owe me like $270 million. I'm going to put you in this freezer. Minus 25 degrees. Yep. You better start typing quick for that uh, to get that money in my account before, before you lose your function. Yeah, and just, frostbite's expensive in the fingers and toes. And just in case you need a little extra motivation, I'm gonna send Fred in there with you with this knife. Fred, with that big guy, I couldn't remember. His, I think his name was Fred. Something I'm gonna, like that. I'm gonna send him in there with you with this big knife, and he's he's got all the Arctic weather, yeah. weather wear, so he can be in there for a long time. That wasn't the ending. There was an ending with some Russian people who got involved, which was just like one <sighs> group too many. Guy Ritchie likes it, throwing in lots of groups. Not a good villain. They weren't good, a good villain. It, was, it stemmed from that scene when Ray freaked those kids out like you compared to Pulp Fiction, and one of them tried to hit Ray, and Ray pushed him, and the kid fell over the balcony and died. And it turned out to be a powerful Russian mobster guy's son or whatever. Mm. Fuck that shit, man. They're already like cool. <laughs> like there were three different groups. There was Dry Eye with the, the old Asian guy, George. Mm. And then there was those rapper boys who were really good at fighting. Yep. And their gang was located in a fucking gym, a boxing gym. So that's why they were so good and so athletic. And then there was Matthew McConaughey's group. That should have been it. There should have been no Fletcher. They should have just I been the quarreling and the successes and the downfalls of these groups. And that's Guy Ritchie. Group, 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 group. And then they all kind of get intertwined. But adding that fifth or sixth, the I'm Russians... make a terrible movie just because I can. It just... It was one too many. And I agree. Fletcher did not belong in this movie. I could fart into a mic for a whole 45 minutes and it'd be more entertaining. Well, not more entertaining, because this movie was kind of entertaining. Look, this, it would be more quality content. This movie <laughs> had quality content. And he threw it down the drain, shat on it, and pissed on it. It had a lot of really good moments when they're chasing the kids for the cell phones. If you think Are, back to this... Is it a real moment, like, though? But you could write down all the kick-ass moments, and the list would be long. It had everything there to make a great movie. I agree. And Guy Ritchie just decided to fuck everything up. Yeah, you know, when you're director, it's it's yours to do what you want to with, and he did what he wanted to, and it just it 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 missed for me. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite parts? Um, probably whenever Matthew McConaughey was on the phone with his wife, when he hears her saying, like, who are you? Why are you in here? And then a guy with the gun sneaks up on Matthew McConaughey, but Ray kills him, takes him out. And they learn that the dry eye is with his wife and is probably going to kill her or whatever. And she gets that little tiny gun. That, it's like a Derringer. It looks like a paperweight. Yeah. And when she shot the first guy with it, because dry eye bought two buddies, she shoots the first guy with it right between the eyes. And I thought, cause he just had a little red dot on his head afterward and he's touching it. And I was like, Oh God, it just bounced off. Huh? Like you shot got like he got shot with a BB or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. And then he just fell backwards. Mm-hmm. Like it just went straight in. And then same with the second guy. At the time this was happening, Matthew McConaughey and Ray, well, Matthew's driving super fast down the street, and then they get hit by a semi, and it flips the car in a kind of cool slow motion scene, mm-hmm. and Matthew McConaughey gets out, and he's just running down the road, kind of limping and all bloodied up, running down to his wife's work, because she works at like a car place where they fix them and stuff and she's the head boss they pimp out customs man yeah that was really cool the one she drove up in when it introduced her is cool and so he walks up the stairs as dry eye is spreading her legs she they're still fully clothed and he's trying to undo his belt and she goes hey hey sugar to matthew mcconaughey and (laughs) dry eye is like fuck i'm dead Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he makes eye contact with matthew matthew shoots him three times and he goes Hey, baby. Yep. <laughs> that was the coolest part in the movie. I'm glad it wasn't fake like the other one. Yeah. Because fuck that shit. My favorite part, I, I really love the rap video. Oh, that too. That's, yeah. That rap video was kick-ass. It was. I really like those guys Great a lot. Great introduction and all that. It was awesome. I like when they were chasing the kids with the cell phones. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Because the Russian guy from earlier fell out the window and died. And these three kids took pictures and videos of it. And so Ray and the two other guys had to chase him down to get the videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty. That was cool. a cool scene. But Keep I, it quiet. I'm gonna go with the rap video. That rap yeah, video was okay. my favorite part because it it felt like it's not that it didn't belong in this movie, but it was a nice surprise in this movie. It really was. So that was that was my favorite part. All right, bucket of chicken time. And for those of you that don't know and have been listening for a while, and you're like, "What the fuck is a bucket of chicken?" The bucket of chicken award is a very important award that is only given away by Movie Muggin. And it can either be for our favorite character, a favorite scene, a cinematographer, an editor, whatever, Anything. The, whatever the fuck we want, even a concept. And this is highly coveted. Um, actors may say they've never heard of it. The industry may say, what's that? They fucking know. Yeah. Trust me. They fucking know. They just don't want to give us any more fans. So we give away one every episode. and eat, uh, One each. Yeah. One each every episode. And, uh, and who gets yours in this one? Hmm. I really like Matthew McConaughey in this movie. His wife was funny, too. Intimidating, though. Yeah, very, like... <laughs> like, I couldn't have a conversation like, with her. Yeah, like, if she w- if I were to be in trouble, she'd, like, kick me in the balls or she'd, like, grab my balls and squeeze them. Mm-hmm. Not that's not a fantasy, but she's that type to be in a movie to, like, grab the balls. Like, you understand me, man. Kind of like the same type as the lady in Holes. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> a little, me? A little bit. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somewhat like that, but I'm going to have to give it to Matthew McConaughey, I think. She's much classier than the lady in Holes, though. Oh, yeah. It's okay. really Matthew McConaughey or Ray. 
Well, Two really cool characters. See, hey. here's what you love because I thought Ray was fantastic. I did too. He was fucking badass. Nothing phased him. He was that go getter. He was the muscle. He was the one yeah. who got shit done. He was the one who'd been following around Fletcher the whole time. Yeah, like he had the ghillie suits, and he just <laughs> yeah, I forgot. He, was, he yeah. was always like three steps ahead of the game because Fletcher he was hiding around taking pictures of all this shit for evidence. And then it came out at the very end that fucking... Ray already knew. Ray was like, whenever Fletcher was in a ghillie suit taking pictures, Ray was in the bush next to him mm-hmm. watching. And, and it was so awesome. He's like, I've been watching you watching us, fucking. You're not telling me yeah. anything I don't know. <laughs> you little bitch. His character was awesome. He looked awesome. He was badass. He was he was by far my favorite character. And I love yeah. Matthew McConaughey, but Ray stole the show for me. And whenever... Uh, Ray had to chase one kid for the phone. Yeah. And uh, the kid basically ran back to his big group of lackey little pussy boys. Uh-huh. And he's like, what now, bitch? Yeah. And then one of them starts approaching Ray with a uh, like a machete, I yep. think it was. And so Ray just opens his trench coat and pulls out a, uh, it looked like the silenced MP5. Like just on a sling under his trench coat, shoots a shit ton in the air. And then all the kids run except for the one with the phone because Ray's already mm-hmm. aiming at him. Like he was going to give the kid money for the phone. Yeah, a lot of and, money. And yeah. they're like, no, you're just going to drop the money and leave, old man. Nope. Fuck off, little boys. This is a man's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great scene. It was a great scene. Great scene. I, I, I didn't know what he was going to do. I didn't know if it was going to turn into a Kingsman hate church scene where he just beats all of them up or... Which, that wouldn't have belonged there. No, I thought that's where it was going to go to. I'm much happier that it didn't, because that would have been <laughs> cliche. That would have been what we were expecting. And what we kind of wanted, but... What we kind of wanted, but... but this it, turned out to be better. I liked it. At least it, it, in this instance. All right, score time. <sighs> I'm going to have to give it a 58. Wow, really? That low? I figured as we talked... I was going to give it a 40-something, then I was going to give it a 60-something. Damn, you hated it that much? Yeah, it really pissed me off. Fletcher was a terrible storyline. Yeah. It was just, it was unnecessary. I agree. It it added to the ruining of the movie. Fletcher lied about shit that didn't happen that I wish happened or would have been really cool. So I'm a 58 is where I'm standing. I might, I later on in the day or maybe later this week, I might think, okay, maybe <laughs> 65 would probably be the max. <laughs> okay. I, somewhere so between there. 58. 58, okay. Yep. You just threw a whole lot of numbers out there, and I just... I'm I, just throwing my range out. I couldn't follow kind of like a Guy Ritchie movie, so... <laughs> um, There were parts of this movie that I got really frustrated. There were parts that I was like, come on, man. But overall, there were enough cool scenes to keep me in it. I'm going to give it an 80. Okay. All right, well, I guess since we took her to the movies, maybe we should get uh, your mother's input on... Yeah. Maybe score a bucket of chicken. Yeah. Right, let's uh let's give her a call back, see if she answers. Hello. Hey. Howdy. Vincent Jack from Movie Muggin. How are you? <laughs> hey. Hey, Hi. so uh we just got done with our movie review of the gentleman, which you went and saw okay. with us today. And just yep. kind of wanted to get your input. Um just ask a couple okay. questions. All right. Number one, uh did you like it? Uh, it took me a little bit, but yes, I did like it. Okay. Bucket of chicken? Well, I mean, 
obviously it goes to Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) And I don't think anyone uh, didn't expect that. Well, that's also who Jack gave his to. So, you know what? Maybe I'll just fucking leave this family and you can have (laughs) Matthew as a daddy and you can have Matthew as a sugar daddy. Yeah. I'll take that trade. Let's go for it. Gosh. Hey, y'all. Um, overall score? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. 82. 82. Wow. Very close to Yeah, I was thinking between 80 and 85. Okay. It it just, I don't know, obviously, what you guys already talked about, but my thoughts were, I really liked the concept and I really liked the story that it told, but I just didn't love the way that they did it. I agree. Yeah. With the narrator and that guy and that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I would have rather just seen the movie play out. Yeah, agree 100%. We thought Hugh Grant's character was stupid and unnecessary. I think Hugh Grant is stupid and unnecessary. (laughs) I think his character could have been one in there just as part of that story. I didn't, I thought his part was way too large and way too involved i agree he he was like involved in all of it because he was telling it and i didn't care for that we we yeah we agree we agree but the characters i love the characters they were great i liked the story a lot i thought it was a good movie yeah dad gave it a uh an 80 and i gave it a 58 <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed enough of it. That's not too surprising, there, Jack. Yeah, hmm. no, he yeah. was he was fuming on the car ride home. <laughs> yeah, he was. Matter of fact, we had to leave him alone in his room for what about oh, an hour yeah, before we could even try to do this. Well, I think it was more than an hour. <laughs> yeah, it was over an hour. Was he that was on upset. purpose? I mean, or were you doing something else too? There is no way we could have done the podcast as soon as we got home with the way you yeah. were. I was a villain. Okay. Well, yeah, he needed a minute to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll let you get back to washing dishes or making us dinner or whatever it was that you were doing down there. Dustin vacuuming. Uh, the yeah, usual that's stuff. a Wearing an apron you. just because. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and now I hate y'all and I'm going by myself. Do what? With the Matthew McConaughey. Can you repeat that one more time? <laughs> Said and now. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> I knew exactly what you we were yeah. doing. I saw the phone in your yeah. hand. I know. Oh, wow. What? Why did you hang up? What happened? I did not hang up. You uh, hung up on Call me. drop. Hmm. Yeah, call drop. All right. Yeah. I'm about to go through a tunnel, so, so uh, we'll talk to you. All right. <laughs> we're, we're done. We're moving on. Hey. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm going to marry Matthew McConaughey. Bye. Good luck with that. (laughs) Wow. All right. All right. Anything else? Guy Ritchie, stop making movies. No. Do everyone a favor. Guy Ritchie, keep making movies. Just just don't out Guy Ritchie yourself. Just figure yourself out. Figure yourself out. I mean, a lot. Go on a spiritual journey. (laughs) Take some peyote. Drink some scotch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, drink. Take some peyote. Just find your spirit animal. Get in the spirit world. Some DMT in the high Mojave Desert. Get back to your snatch and your lock, stock, and two smoking barrel days. And you know what? Just it's okay, man. You don't have to try to evolve into more. 
If it's good already, then it's good. You don't have to add on more elements to say, oh, wait, wait till I show them this or wait till I bust out this. This is going to blow their mind. No, just just do your thing. Don't overdo your thing. Yeah. He's he's good, man. I've seen enough of his stuff to not hold this against him. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm excited to see Snatch and I'm, Lock, Stock, Cock, and Gun Barrel. I don't know how excited I am to show them to you now. I think I'm going to have to wait a little bit because I think you would overjudge them at this well, point. I, I, I love, yeah, I'm just excited to see his actual work. He did, he just shat on a script paper and sent it in for Hollywood. <laughs> and, the other ones work. They're a little bit hard to follow for a while, but once you kind of follow them, and they're kind of, they're kind of hard to understand sometimes, too, because of the accents. But yeah. They're, but if it's a good movie, they're better, much, much better. But if it's a much, much better movie than this, if you gave this shit an 80, I'm excited to see what the ones you call actually good are. Fair enough. But. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Movie Muggin, episode number 36. We appreciate you listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Muggin. You can also email us at moviemuggin at gmail.com. Guys, we have a website. If you ever want to go check that out, we have an alphabetical list of movies that we've mugged. Just go down the list, and if there's anything that you would like to hear, just click on it, man. You can listen to it right there. Listen to it at work. Listen to it in the car. Listen to it with your lover. Listen to it while you jerk off. Yeah. Or pleasure yourself. I mean, I've tried it. It works. <laughs> Guys, we do appreciate you listening. Have a moving bugging day. Goodbye. Later. You know why I'm still this powerful after all these years? Fear.